it's it's also the same as it's also the same as someone that learns how to play guitar, bass, or drums well enough to then go start a punk rock band, and they happen to get big and and do well green day without having the uh musical talent of say a neil pert on <laughs> drums or a Inge malmsheim on on guitar no I'm being, I'm being dead serious or getty lee on on bass all this of those is, would, would you funny. would you ever compare would you ever green day a, a guitarist uh um like uh like, You're asking uh, the least musically inclined person here okay. about that. So, so yeah, no there, there's about. there's the thing. the The problem is, is it's it's new, and because it's new, and it appears easier to some than others. But no, they're they're not comparable, and and I wouldn't call it harder or as hard. I would say that there's a lot of uh, misconception about AI uh, generated art, specifically from the people that do it through like a uh, uh, web-based apps and, and websites where they just upload a picture or, or a simple uh, prompt um, more credit should go to the people that actually create the da data sets and the, the Obvious, training yeah. of AI and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, a lot of skill and talent into figuring out, especially when it's a, a specific uh, uh, style, you mouth. know, so Look in your mouth. What is this? Uh, we're we're all good. Oh, we're we're bo boring the hell out of uh boring the hell out of Nick. So oh, yeah. uh, Nick could, if my Nick could not get woke up at eight thirty. <laughs> if my uh if my uh thing is uh. Hold on. Okay. Fine. Hello, everyone. Are you not ready? Are you not not ready, Nick? <laughs> Let's start I over. Mean, I didn't know when you guys were done. We're done. I, that, that's I. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast, the international, not so much this month, week again, uh, official, Y'all right there, buddy? Flagship no. podcast of LRMonline.com and the Founderverse Podcast Network. Today, we have uh, Senor Nick Dahl here, as well as me, Jammer, to talk all about crazy stuff in movies and streaming and TV and a lot of... <laughs> Warner Brothers woes as we coined uh, WBWs last week or the week after. I don't remember. It all blends together in a massive stew. So who knows what that when we did that. But we got some Wednesday week. to talk about too. Wednesday is yeah. uh, I'm not sure if you've heard of this little this little series that's popped up on Netflix and taken the world by storm. As you could probably tell, we're late to the party on this one. Um, mostly because it just, I think we covered other things that we thought were more relevant. Like Glass uh, Onion. And also, yeah, Glass Onion, that was mostly it. But also, for me, watching an entire eight-episode series for uh, in a week is, is difficult if, you know, my partner isn't completely uh, bought in on it. So, it's one of those things. And How did you, uh, uh, yeah, how fast did you watch it? We watched it over the course of two days. <laughs> Like it's difficult for me to watch it in a week, but well, we unless my days. partner is bought in on it, that that that's gotcha. the addendum that I added to it. Because you know, there's a difference between watching eight hours of content by yourself in a week and then watching it with your partner at night or over the weekend. Um, but yeah, so Wednesday came out and it took the world by storm. I remember, um, I was interested in this when we first talked about the trailer, mm -hmm. um, but I don't know who was scheduling at netflix i still understand why this was not released in october no 
I thought that at first. Too. Why not? And then I watched it, it and I'm like, like oh, so there's weird. no reason to. It's already huge. Like, no, the, I think this thing could have been as big or bigger if it was released in the month of October prior to Halloween. Personally, if it's the vibe. Oh, I don't think it would have. That's what I'm saying. I, the only reason I don't think it matters is because it's already huge. I don't think it would have been smaller if they released it in October. In fact, at first I thought it was already out and was going to watch it on Halloween because I'm like, oh, it must have come out this Wednesday. Exactly. Last Wednesday. And I was like, they would have oh, gotten what? you quicker. They would have gotten you quicker if, uh, if you if it came out on halloween it seems like so naturally because i feel like for a lot if it hadn't gotten big if it had just gotten the normal netflix treatment of getting dumped on netflix and everyone forgets it a week later uh there would have been a lot of people who've been like on a halloween or the week before i'm gonna watch wednesday oh it's not there okay and then they forget about it they never really think about it again i actually have a great reason for why they didn't whether they were intentionally doing this or not it paid off Okay. Um, it gave Dahmer more room to breathe. And currently Netflix's three biggest live action shows ever in English are Stranger Things, Dahmer, and Wednesday. Stranger Things 4. Is Dahmer the same demographic as Wednesday? I would definitely say there's an overlap. What overlap Absolutely. is that? I don't know. People interested in like, because Dahmer also felt like a Halloween I just love, show for I me. I literally just asked you a question. You said, there's an overlap. What overlap? I don't know. Murder. Like, murder okay blood there's a lot more blood than this than i thought there was going to be i mean i know it's netflix so i thought they would treat something like the family adam's family with a little less violence but yeah we're going to review that um it's 72 percent on rotten tomatoes jammer which is lower than i expected yeah um and 8.4 out of 10 on imdb but 97 what's, what's the oh go ahead i was gonna say 97 percent of google users like this show what about on and Rotten Tomatoes audience score? That's 86. 86%. So that's, that's higher than the than 72. Too. Especially since, I mean, I, I would, I loved it, but it's not nearly as, I want to say not nearly as good because I think it's really good, but it's, it's, it pales in comparison to a Dahmer or a Stranger Things 4 as far as comparing it to their other top programming. Sure. But it is good. Like I would give those like A's. I wouldn't give this an A. We'll get to that part. But mm. I I loved it. I I I I binged it in like two days too. And I well, was just... the person. Oh, yeah. Well, I was gonna say let's just dive into it then. Like okay, tell me tell me your general impressions of Wednesday. Or first of all, what were you expecting going in? What were your general impressions? And then what would you rate it? Spoiler. Okay, free. so I remember we've been talking about it for a while because obviously we look at trailers. There have been two trailers for this, so we've talked about it twice. Mm -hmm. um, I had zero interest in it. I was like, why do you guys think this looks good? It looks really? like Corella, which I hated. I it looks oh, like it looked like Corella. Remember, I was so does. against this. I'm it like, does. this looks so stupid. Like, Because I was the other way around where I was just like, I thought I agreed. The trailer made it look kind of like Cruella, but I loved Cruella. Yeah. I really liked Cruella. And so it wasn't just that. There. It was like, why do a show about one character from the Addams Family? When if you're going to like, especially like eight episodes, it should be about the whole fan, you know, like you're, you're going to spend more time on one character and one project than you ever spent about the family at once. You know, it just seemed like a weird sell. The trailer didn't look Wednesday that is already iconic, man. Wednesday's got that goth deadpan vibe that people love. And that's what I found really interesting, too, is I watched the Adam. Family yesterday from 1991, directed by Ooh. Barry Sonfeld, I think, who's actually the Sonfeld. same director as uh, Men in Black, which I was very impressed mm -hmm. with. Kind of think he's I like him better than Tim Burton as far as two people who have the very similar style. Mm -hmm. um, but she's such an unimportant like 
they get so little screen time and like you know a traditional version i guess that's the traditional version even though it was a but tv show before that yeah yeah there was the tv show there was the movie there was the the comic or i think comic on which it was based was it a book it was and a comic it's based on uh, I need to look that up here. You yeah, yeah I don't know. I didn't. Up. I think I thought it was originally a TV series, but like the monsters. But I don't even know if that's a fact. I know there's a black uh, and white version because someone was showing all the festers over the years, and it was a funny meme. And one of them was Boba Fett from Book of Boba Fett because you know he looks exactly like Uncle Fester. That's funny. Yeah, it's a. It was originally a comic. Oh, interesting. By I noticed this while watching it. Uh, it's created by a guy whose last name is Adams. So I want to know how messed up his family was. <laughs> Who knows? No, but then as I was saying, I went in with like I wasn't planning on watching it at all, but then everyone was talking about it and it was streaming number one for like two weeks. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, I'll try. There's it. a potential for it to overtake Stranger Things. Yeah. And we'll see definitely Dahmer. But those like right. I was I found it interesting that at a time when Netflix and everyone else is like kind of collapsing, they're having their most viewed shows of all time. Um, it's because it's not, it's not. We're not even talking about like blockbuster numbers, where of course a movie makes more money ten year ten years later because it costs like ten dollars more. It's an exaggeration, obviously, but yeah. um, it's it's more it's more hours watched, which yeah. doesn't necessarily mean more eyeballs either. Because I watched it twice. Maybe there are more mm-hmm. people who watch things more than once. I'm, that's not. I mean, it's theory, possible. That's yeah. actually really valid because I feel like the type of people who are into this probably like watch it on repeat watch a lot of it i feel like those are the same type of people who probably watch stranger things maybe less so mm-hmm. than the people who watch Dahmer. i watched Dahmer twice also I, I, i'm waiting to watch this a second time i need to watch i need at least my roommate to get for me to watch it a second time especially since mm-hmm. i okay so now i can kind of go into my review now uh, yeah. spoiler free um i found it very delightful um even though there's some comparisons can, that can in fact I would say I did like the things that are similar to Harry Potter about it, even though I dislike Harry Potter. Like they're at a school and it's like, here are the stoners, which I love that joke. The stoners are Medusa mm-hmm. people. Cause she's like the fangs, the scales, the stoners. I'm like stoners. And I didn't know what they meant in the first episode. To be clear, they're, they're like Medusa or what are they called? Gorgons. Yeah. That like, uh, Oh, Gorgons. Yeah. Stone. I didn't know what they were called. I've only heard of Medusa. I've never heard of them as a species, but and then, like, I really got into the mystery, and especially, I, I mean, Wednesday is awesome, and they built a really cool collection of characters around here. Even if I thought, and it, it builds a really cool, like, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, obviously, it's a cool world building thing, and it's very, but like. Like the pro the idea of there's kind of a prophecy in it in a way that I was really excited to get to throughout the entire every episode. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, when's this part gonna come up that someone saw in a book, which is in the first episode, so I don't consider it I agree. a spoiler. But I was like, oh, this is cool. Like this looks amazing. And even that reminded me of a Harry Potter type thing. Mm-hmm. Like because the image reminded me of the cover of a Harry Potter book. No. <laughs> but um, no, it was fun. And, you know, just throwing you from the beginning, just throwing all these uh, fake clues and real clues and stuff at you. And I, I, I found uh, the actress. Her last name's Ortega, right? Jenna. Jenna. Yeah, I didn't I had no idea. And in fact, she looks like she's five years in age different than the another character she played this year, which is 
uh, she's From one X? of the main characters in Scream. Oh, Scream. Yeah, and X, and what's the other one? I hear she's in four shows this year. Like I consider her MVP of the year as far as projects done. Because yeah, she's in Scream, and she was amazing in Scream. But she looks like she's five years younger in this than she is in Scream, which is so weird. But yeah. Uh, so I guess overall, um, and then what I didn't like is there were just certain times where it's like. They're stalling to get to eight episodes. Like, this is not important at all. Like, we're just... So that's right. I'm think actually it's... curious about what, what those things are for you. Because I I see you're mm-hmm. more like stalling to get to eight episodes. But I do think something we've lost in this era of eight to 12 episodes or whatever is an ability to have a side episode that focuses maybe on another character or is just more about character development. And I don't necessarily consider those just to be filler as much as just time to hang out with the character. So as a lot, when a lot of people say like, Oh, it's filler. I'm just like, well, I mean to know this character and understanding who they are and why I should care about them. So I don't necessarily consider it filler. So I'm curious to see what those stalling points are when we talk about it. Spoilers. When we talk about Dan. spoilers, when we talk about spoilers, no, 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 not, not that, that is, I was going to say that you're, uh, you're, you're an anime fan. So filler for <laughs> filler for us is a lot more bearable in it shows. Oh, in I, thought you action. Were, I thought you were going to so, call him out for, he's, no, 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 I was going to make a joke about, yeah, I was making a joke about how much, uh, true filler, almost pointless filler there can be in anime. Yeah. <laughs> and that, uh, the that's different. For it. That's, that's taken, that's basically yeah. saying we have no source material. Let's just have them go shopping for two days. Let's have them go to the beach. Let's have them it's like, do some other miscellaneous shit. Let's, let's have them fight against a, a fake bad guy who's like yeah, 10 times worse than everyone else. Uh, that's like uh the railgun uh science certain scientific railgun uh series you'd get like three or four episodes of of shonen action misaka and company kicking ass and stuff and then it would slam into like two or three episodes of shopping and food and and trying to get the the uh headmistress a date at the at with the guy that that takes care of the orphans or whatever you're just like how do we go from from people with superpowers destroying half the city to to eating cheesecake in a cafe yeah it's even worse with one piece one piece they used to do that method but then they changed over to hey instead of having filler episodes let's just intersperse filler throughout each episode so that each episode covers the equivalent of like half a chapter to three quarters of a chapter as opposed to two to three chapters as it should uh, anyway, I was Nick, going. I bored? was going to jump on you because you're the person who's what? always like. It seemed like no matter what show we watch, you're like, I should have been less time. <laughs> and now you're. I'm there's the one a, saying this should have been thing. shorter. It's... And you're like, well, what is filler? Like, let's get feel no, philosophical about it. <laughs> no, that's a fair question. What is the difference? The difference is, uh, am I bored? Do I care? If I don't care about what's going on. And like, then I'm not going to like it. If I'm bored, if I'm like losing my attention, then whatever. It, even if something doesn't maybe contribute to the overall plot, but it contributes to the character or it contributes yeah. to the relationships between the characters um, in a way that I think subjectively is effective, then I'm like, I'll be more receptive to having that filler, um, quote unquote filler. Uh, so it just, it literally has to just do with like, I could, if I consider it boring, then it's dragging out and it should be shorter. If I consider it entertaining, even if it does or doesn't contribute to the main overarching plot, then I am more, uh, I excuse it more. Okay. So those are my overall thoughts. Jammer, what are your overall how thoughts? Would you, well, how would you rate it? it? 
I was gonna. Oh, say then we'll give it a rating both, after. Yeah, we'll both give a review after. Yeah, a letter. I think the word delightful is the perfect word for this one, as you said mm. earlier. Uh, it's. I, I I remember um before it came on, I was pretty excited for it because that trailer I thought was really good, um and it captured the Cruella vibes as it were, mm. that I really that I really liked, and I thought she did a really good job of Jenna Ortega of that at the deadpan look, and I was like, okay, she's gonna be good. But admittedly, I started hearing reviews come out when the show was like launching. And I was just like, ooh, people are kind of like mid on this. You know, there wasn't a lot of passion behind it. No one really seemed to care that much. It was like, it's fine. It's kind of boring. It's too long. I've seen a lot of people have that other same comment where it's like they're clearly stalling for, um, you know, to fill eight episodes or whatever and other other sort of aspects. And I was like, ooh, I don't know how I feel. But then I was all over like TikTok and YouTube and critics may not be liking it, but normal human people seem to be really digging it. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to watch it. (laughs) So I was just like, all right, well, I'm definitely going to give it a shot anyway, because it was on my to to watch list. So whenever Kirsten was ready to dive into it, I was like, let's dive into it. And I think halfway through the first episode, I was just like, I love the tone. I love the cast. I love their vibe they're going for. I I kind of enjoy... um, where the story is kind of going, I'm basically in. Like I'm entertained throughout. I'm good. Uh, I'm happy. This is way better than I thought it was going to be. Um, and it ended up being sort of a murder mystery thing. I love murder mysteries. I love mysteries. I think they're great. And so having weaving that into this uh, is very. It, it's just it worked for me. Um, the mystery itself, admittedly, wasn't the strongest mm-hmm. mystery. Like I about two thirds of the way through it, I'm like, oh, it's this. Um, and I was right. But like whatever is I still had a good time like hanging out with these characters, seeing their relationships blossom. I think it's very rewarding to to experience Wednesday as a character. She's very mm-hmm. closed off, very deadpan. You don't really know what she's thinking. And to sort of see people kind of chip away at like the, her exterior little by little is really rewarding to see. That's like a fun trope that I mm-hmm. like is someone getting broken down and in, in a good way, like getting their, their walls broken down over time is a nice trope that I enjoy and i think this one does it fairly well and i think it's it's great it's fun i think she's she's uh, surrounded by a as you mentioned an interesting cast of characters some more than the other i think uh the the love interest uh, in parentheses if you were to call it that they're okay whatever then again romance has never interested me but um what like i really like friend is and like the, the dynamic yeah. with her best friend her best friend was really good because I think they could have gone in an easy way. She's like, she's definitely bubbly. She's bright. She's kind of the polar opposite. But at the same time, they didn't make her stupid and dumb or at least oblivious as to mm-hmm. the way Wednesday is. She's like very understand. She's socially um, adept to understanding what Wednesday wants and how she's the exact opposite of it. And they sometimes clash as a result of that. So it wasn't just, I'm going to keep on throwing stuff your way, even though I know you hate it because I don't even realize that you don't like it type of thing. So I think it was handled with more nuance than I expected with those two. And I think I like that relationship quite a bit. Um, but yeah, overall, this is just a, a really fun eight hours. Each time I sat down, for the most part, I was I was a fan. I think there was uh, one episode in there where I was kind of like, kind of getting a little bored. And then the next episode picked it up and I was like, okay. Um, and we could talk about that episode in a bit. I wonder bit. We'll if I can guess that one too. I wonder. Yeah, I'm interested we'll to talk see about if you can. similar stuff. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it in spoilers. But overall, mm-hmm. really great show. Uh, amazing cast. I think they all killed it. Um, 
I'm happy that Tim Burton has done something now that I've liked for the first time in a long time. Um, and I'm ready for season two. So I would rate it B plus. I would give it a B. Um, and I, I forgot to say that about Tim Burton too. It's like, I love his original stuff. It's like super out there, but nowadays he either is, doesn't do enough like big eyes or whatever it is where you're like, how do I know if it's, or he does too much like the animated Adams family claymation one or Frank and weenie. I thought he did that. If not, maybe like Frank and weenie or something mm-hmm. where it's like, wow. And now it just feels like a different director trying to do Tim Burton. Like he feels kind of like a, one of those directors who's trying to capture his old mojo, but doesn't have it anymore. Kind of like a Lucas. Um, I don't think I don't think Lucas tried to capture his old mojo. I think he was interested in doing something completely different That's true. than anyone else wanted. But I thought this was the right amount of Burton, even though obviously he created it. He directed the first four episodes, but he actually didn't even direct it all. But you know, when you're the showrunner or four the creator, you a, set the tone. Yeah. yeah, he set the tone. Four episodes it's more than is, I thought. Is a, it's half. It's a not yeah. insignificant amount of episodes. No, I was no. actually surprised. I thought he would just be directing the pilot. Maybe That's what the I thought too. One. The fact that he did all four was really impressive and as you said he set the tone for i think it was one other director maybe two who took on the rest of the series and uh i think they all did a great job of maintaining that style i think we need to stop using the word pilot these days don't you like they don't it's most shows don't do it technically technically it's not a pilot because a pilot by definition is something you create you present and say like hey is this good enough to continue and then they green light the rest Mm -hmm. um but it's a shorthand for the first episode yeah now so many people know it that it's yeah like i said okay spoiler time spoiler spoiler spoilers people i wait 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 wait, wait. oh no actually go ahead we already gave our reviews i mean our, yeah, re- gave our reviews, letters yeah. yeah um so yeah spoilers in case you heard him say wait 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 <laughs> if you stayed long enough for that oh yeah um excuse me so uh even though i enjoy the family very much the particular episode was her parents' history. That was the episode where I was like, oh, just get me back to Wednesdays, Mr. I don't need to know about the that dad actually killing wasn't someone. The episode. That okay. actually wasn't the episode. I actually thought the the stuff with her parents, I thought I enjoyed that. And I thought that it would um, it probably like a... builds for more stuff down the line with mm-hmm. her relationship with her mom and her with the desire of the type of person she wants to be. And I like that we get to see more of the Adams family. Like, you know, like I said earlier, when it was originally I saw the trailer, I'm like, why not show more of them? But once it became her mystery, it's like, ah, I don't want to see unrelated yeah, shit. Get, get I don't want to see why the sheriff doesn't like him. Like, I don't no, care. Literally what it's like, it's almost the equivalent of like if you're reading a book and you're like following a specific storyline mm-hmm. and then they switch to a different story and you're like, God, I don't want to watch this. I want to get back to the other storyline. Yeah. But by the time you get to the end, they switch it back over to that thing. You're like, no, no, no. I wanted to go back to the other storyline. It's like you, I get, I get engaged in what's happening in the moment and get temporarily frustrated when we switch gears. And I still don't know why that part exists except for the shoehorn, the Adams family and more, even though I do enjoy, especially the act, the actor choices were superb. Like, yeah. uh, and also, but one of my favorite characters is also in that episode because that's the Parents Weekend episode. The the dad, the dad of the her best friend, like she's like the guy like, who says like two words. Yeah, but he is always like you can tell when the mom is like yelling at her or like just like why haven't you done this? Yet? You should go to summer camp. That he's at, looking at his daughter with loving eyes, even though he looks like the gruff dad. He looks like I was telling Kirsten this. He looks like the guy from Home Alone. 
the shoveler guy from Home Alone. He does. That's that's what I got the vibe from. That warm sort of grandfather well, then, look, even though he's a dad. Not he a should play him in the spinoff series since the original actor is probably dead from Home Alone, and eh, it'll just be about go. the <laughs> that guy. It's called the shoveler. But I don't that even was what his name was in Home Alone, and there were a few relationship things. You know, like the whole trio of people liking her i'm like we can get rid of this i know we're setting up characters that could be guilty and in fact i think all of her love interests were accused of something at what what at one point or accused she of being the monster interests calm down all Didn't of she have them. a third i don't think so oh i always thought medusa guy was going to be more into her but yeah he was no, with, medusa was in he was with what yeah, he was in the friend yeah and he was not accused no he wasn't but he's also not one. So the out. episode that I was talking about mm-hmm. is actually the episode uh, that that for me dragged a bit was the episode. And maybe it was it was just weird. The episode where we see a flashback to her, quote unquote, blonde haired Native American ancestor. It was really weird. Um, it, it was just weird. It was a weird flashback. And it didn't seem to contribute to the overall plot that much. We had see, we had mm-hmm. we had a you know, the, the whole thing with the, the previous uh, I guess founder of the town and her burning that statue and getting revenge for her ancestors. It just felt a weird, a little bit. It felt more like filler. Um, and I think I was also just thrown off by the fact that her ancestor was like blonde. <laughs> that was really weird to me. I really liked that stuff. And I liked that stuff even more than the monster stuff, because the whole time after mm-hmm. I saw the opening image, like the, you know, the one in the book that the boy tries to like kill her over. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've seen the series, you obviously know what we're talking about. Um, like his mom drew it in the past, and it's like a vision because they're they're they have telekinesis or something, which I don't know what that has to do with visions, but um, it's powers. That's that's the connection. Yeah, but um, just that image, and the first time they even show it, like you know, he's like, "You destroyed the school." I'm like, "It looks like she's defending the school from a pilgrim." Like, so the whole thing, the monster storyline's great. It's a cool mystery, but the whole time is like. I want to, they better get to that finale this season or I'm going to be pissed if they end, like, especially as we got into the last episode and we still hadn't seen why the pilgrim was really connected to anyone until the last episode. We've just been in his tomb and stuff. I was like, they better show that sh- showdown in this show. So that's why I like the flashbacks to her ancestor with the white hair because I'm blonde. like, blonde those looked really hair? it looked really white to me that could have been blonde i don't remember oh, maybe, plus maybe they kind of desaturate the flashbacks a little bit too mm-hmm. but yeah and like i said it's, i very much i mean it's nothing new these days but like i like i like kind of you know the racial undertones the normies versus the freaks and even like not being like even like oh i'm not a full werewolf's like you know, the whole like mixed race thing where it's like, well, I'm not werewolf enough to be in that group. And I'm not normal enough to be a human. So. But we got special guest Oliver here. Yeah, the racial, ah, the racial undertones as well as the general diversity of the series was really good too. And the fact that they, uh, the Adams family was like a Latino family or was really awesome. Because I mean, it always has been, Luis but like Guzman. also, but like not really. Like it has been, but it's been like Latino in like a very sort of white way, and yeah, how they I... let it they let it be less white in this series, which I meant more to me than I thought it would. 
Yeah, I agree. I thought that I I thought about that a lot, maybe too much watching it. And then I watched the Adams Family from 1991 yesterday. I'm like, how? Like, it's just like their names. Yeah, like Gomez. Like, is that his name? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Gomez Adams. Yeah. So, I mean, technically, it's not a last name. It's just a first name. So, it could be anybody. It could be For literally. For some reason, anybody, I always but... thought they were Hispanic, too, though, while I was watching it. Like, I, didn't think I mean, the name Gomez, I think, is probably what this is the main thing. But yeah, but yeah I, I just appreciate that, like, you know, Jenna Ortega, obviously is Latino. Her brother seemed to look very much Latino. Obviously, Guzman, he's really, you know, he's him. <laughs> so, obviously. I believe they're Puerto Rican, though. Catherine um, Zeta-Jones, she's not... No, she's I mean, super white. But, I mean, not the whole family doesn't Doesn't have she have she's Spanish heritage? Not necessarily, like darker-skinned Hispanic, but, like, Hispanic as from Spain heritage or something? I don't know. I might be wrong. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But, I mean, again, the whole family doesn't have to be. But, I mean, just sort of the, the undertones there and the fact that if one is and the other one isn't, the, the kids are sort of mixed. And yeah, that aspect, I think, was pretty good. And Thing. Oh, oh my God. Thing, thing would be such so an interesting character. Yeah. I didn't, because usually Thing is more like, usually in an Adam Sandler thing, I'm like, okay, whatever. Hand, go away. But in this one, Thing was fucking awesome. Like, one of my favorite characters. And emotional. When he got stabbed, I was like, oh. I was like, literally, I was a point. I was just like, oh my God, did, did they kill Thing? No I was wrong way. about Catherine Zeta-Jones. Kyle gave she, us. Her father is Welsh, Welsh. Her mother is of Irish Catholic descent. Descent. Well, if you're Catholic, you're already half Hispanic. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> I'm okay. joking. You're either Get Irish or you're God. Hispanic. Get out I'm of Irish. <laughs> but yeah, I felt for Thing. It was interesting. Like, yeah, and they fleshed out all of her friends that you felt for them, like the beekeeper. I forgot what they he called there. And then, like, you know, and they're just being progressive, too. Like, not every character has to, you know, be a minority or whatever, but, like, I mean, in multiple ways, like her, like he had two moms and it was just a thing. It wasn't a big mm-hmm. deal. It's like, oh, we're his moms. And it's like, I like that point of society we've reached where, yeah, the character has two moms. It's not important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like diversity is all over the place. And so people were comparing this to a CW show. I don't see it, to be honest. And I'm curious if you watch enough CW to see, to note it, notice one way or another. Only if they're specifically referencing um, Riverdale, because Riverdale for me was I even then like the first six episodes of or budget wise or something like that. Well, those CW wise. shows look like garbage. Even the superhero ones, they just look terrible. Yeah, I mean that's just a budgetary thing. But as far as like tone and style goes, um, it just seems like for for Riverdale, it's like unnecessarily over sexualized and dark. And the same thing I would go with Sabrina. Mm-hmm. Well, that's um, why I t- thought about Riverdale's because didn't they actually do a crossover at one point where after Sabrina was canceled, she showed up on because this I never oh, haven't watched a single episode of Sabrina, even though it looks good. Maybe I, I will now. I love the look of Sabrina. And then I watched Sabrina and I was bored. So I stopped. Halfway OK, because this immediately made me think of Sabrina, especially when you said CW. Even though I'm like Sabrina is on the CW, but. But yeah, I could see that. I, I mean, don't... Sabrina for me, it just felt needlessly dark. And I mean that more way than one. There were parts where I was looking at the screen. I was just like, I can't see what the fuck's going on because it's so dark. Oh, um, Game of Thrones syndrome, I guess. And then um, DC syndrome. It, it was just slow. It was just very slow. Nolan syndrome. Nolan syndrome. 
every Batman movie since no one has been is impossible to watch during the daytime unless you close your drapes. <laughs> but me and my roommate, I, I mean, nowadays we have to do that for almost every show, me and my roommate. Um, but uh, that's another thing I would say. The mystery wasn't the best, kind of like you said earlier. Um, it did the job. Yeah, it did the job. And like, I liked a lot of other characters too. Like, I really, even though it was a dick sometimes, I really liked the cop. Mm. Dad. And especially as his layers were kind of pulled back, that he know his son was a, a mo- possibly a monster because he found out his wife was a hide. Right. And the part of the mystery is that, yes, they misled me later, but the minute, the first time we meet, um, Richie, Christina Ricci's character. Um, I was like, she's like, there's mud on my boots. And it was like right after an accident. She like says it. It's like, sorry, my boots are uh, boots are muddy. And they look and there's like a shocked look, even though she just said that. I was like, oh, she's involved somehow. I don't know how she could be the monster because she can't transform in her clothes, which is one thing I thought Wednesday was always crazy about was that, oh, you were the monster. Like, he, I just saw the monster five seconds ago. And now you're standing here with all your clothes on, like not ripped off or anything. I knew she was involved somehow from the very first time we met her, and she mentioned the mud on her shoes for no reason. I did not know that early. But then they threw me off with the roses from the other lady, and the other lady being blonde, and like, Mm. especially since she was the only non, like, non freak to ever teach there. Okay. The only normie, calm down with the the, the verbal abuse here. That's the kind of stuff they they called themselves, even. Non freak. (laughs) I wasn't gonna use normie, but they keep they never refer to the humans as normies. They just came they just keep saying that they're the outcasts, even amongst themselves. Mm-hmm. Like they I don't know, it was an interesting choice to do that. Because yeah, they almost they didn't call the other people normies. They're like, oh no, we're the weird ones. They always like referred to themselves, not the other people. Another yeah. guest appearance from one of Jammer's. Another pets. animal. Yeah, my pets are Mine's over there. Usually morning. he's near me, but yeah. So anything else to say about Wednesday. No, I just thought it was a really solid show. I'm really excited to see season two. Jenna Ortega. I mean, I don't need to say it. Everyone else is fucking saying it online. Is just uh, it's her year. Like I said, she's a definitive version, scream too. Definitive version of Wednesday. She carries this show effectively. Um, the writing, I think, overall is is really good, and how they develop her character and the style, I think, fits. Um, it's all a recipe for a really appealing and fun show. Good job, Netflix and co. My only fear with the sequel series, because I very much want to see one as soon as it was done. I'm like, I need more of this is uh, you almost have to like knives out it or glass onion it and be like, I can't just be a mystery at the school again with the same characters. I feel that's going to feel sloppy. Like you almost have to even like change genres just as far as, oh, it's not a mystery show this year. It's a. Uh... I disagree. I think you. So otherwise, then I think it'll feel too much like Harry Potter, or every semester it's like he saved us from another version of Voldemort, which is one of the reasons I no, don't like the Harry Potter I, I franchise. Think... The longer it goes on. Oh, interesting. No, it's I like, think here's the school year, and he saved everyone right before the school year ended, and he gets ten extra points from Dumbledore or Gryffindor. Yeah, yeah. For... No, no, I think oh from Dumbledore to Gryffindor. Yeah, right. So I think. Uh... I disagree. I think you could definitely have a mystery each year as well as contribute to the overall storyline. Cause it's not like shows go like, Hey, supernatural. That was a great first season, but 
we can't have any more supernatural storylines because it's too much of the same. So let's just switch genres into something else. I don't think you're going to have that. I think well, not genres each I'm season. Saying, okay. I think right. you can. Ha- I think you can have that exact thing that you don't want. I think you can have that each season. I think there's room for more than one school-based mystery series than Harry Potter. <laughs> and that is the one thing I kept thinking where I'm like, I shouldn't like this because I don't like Harry Potter, but they're doing but it much better here. But why don't you like Harry Potter? That's the question. Because it did fall into the form. Like each book I liked less. The movies, why? they actually got better for a little bit. And then I just stopped watching them because it is like the same thing. It's like. Oh no, there's a new version of Voldemort. Like he's not here yet, but he's here. Now this time he's Tom Riddle. That time he's on the back of someone's head. And it's like the Harry Potter figures it out right before finals or right after finals. But then he's there for the last part of the series on. I didn't even make it that far with the movies. I've read all the books. Uh my mom read all the books to us. So I'm so once I went to college, I was on as many trips as them. So I haven't read most of the last one. Which is good. Wait, how many have you uh, read? How many books have you read? All of them except for all of the last one. Okay. Um, because which is good because I've heard the parts I missed was even Harry Potter fans are like those camping scenes are awful, <laughs> and I'm like that's yeah. But yeah, I dig it. Well, I'm interested to see. Hopefully, they shake it up a little bit, so I'm not watching the same show. Like you kind of mentioned about her family, they could dive into her family a little more without making the show about them. Right. But kind of like you, I'm less interested in the family and more interested in how what what happened that episode affects her. The drive to be Mm -hmm. who she is at the school and the decisions that she makes. So I'm more interested in the impact they have on her than in actually seeing more of the family, because I'm with you. I the family's fine. I could do without them for an entire season and be fine with it. And before I, the final thing I want to say about the show is I'm going to give the exact numbers that we referenced before as far as viewership. But before I say that, I have, a, I have something to admit. Uh, I noticed okay. it when watching. I didn't know it until I was watching Adam's Family 1991. And I realized a huge age gap. I did not know Winona Ryder and Christina Ritchie were different people. Especially since what? I thought Adam, I did not know one Nona Ryder and Christine Rich, Christina Richie. Is that her name? I did not Christina know they were Richie. different people. You thought it was the same actor? Mm-hmm. Until I was watching them as different. Obviously, when I was watching it's Wednesday, I was like, "That's not Winona Ryder." No, but especially since I thought, especially since I thought Adam's Family was directed by Tim Burton. Clearly, was like, someone was not a Casper fan growing up. Fan of oh, but I, I didn't know that was Christine Ritchie in Casper, yeah. even though I just watched that like two weeks ago. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know the actress's name in that. Wow. OK. All I remember, Bill Pullman was the only and Eric Idle, the only actors I knew from that movie. Mm-hmm. Good draw, though, Casper. I mean, but... everyone knows that. Come on. Everyone. That's a very specific everyone. movie. I'm surprised it is like still like on sale. Sometimes I'm streaming. Did you did you, did you like Casper? Growing it was up? all it was all right. But you uh, watched my it. sister and so I that's both. That's not a random pull. No, uh, my sister and I ah. both like enjoyed it well enough. I think she was a bigger fan than I. I was like the Ghostbusters Easter egg in it. Oh, that's and, so uh, cool! There's uh, a Ghostbusters uh, Easter egg in it. Yeah, Dan Aykroyd's yeah, literally Dan in Dan it. Dan Aykroyd, he's like it says stance on his shoulder. Someone else. It even has his character name. Like, yeah. like he somehow uh, got the right. The three, the three brothers that? are ter- terrorizing that. the house. I, yeah. Oh my god. Wow. You need to rewatch it. Something. It's been Apparently. too long since you've seen. The it's literally been about film. a decade. It's literally about. A... 
I haven't watched that watched since before high school. So really, and and I can remember that. But then again, I've got a giant Ghostbusters tattoo. So yeah, it's um, that. You're right. it's interesting for me. It's a yearly watch for Halloween. I guess I've never said that. It's never been on my official list, but it's definitely a movie I've seen every year for the last five years in October. And yet you thought that was Renona Ryder. Come on. Well, I didn't know who that I didn't know that was Christina Ricci or Winona. Like I just oh. I didn't know the name of that girl. That actress. baffles me. That's funny. But now that I've baffled you, You've so you're brave to have come out. I appreciate so. your your bravery. <laughs> come out as someone who didn't know there were different people until this show. Um Okay, so it's one of the streamers' most popular series of all time. Uh, the total of seven hundred and fifty-two point five hours viewed since the premiere on November twenty-third. Million, Million yeah. hours. I know that the article has. It doesn't yeah, the million, article just says hours. Yeah, <laughs> it's number. The currently that puts it as number three most watched English language TV title in Netflix history. Um, and they're calculating, like we said, that's going to perform better than um stranger things um because that's the number one position is stranger things season four with 1.35 billion hours 20 days and monster which i never saw it called that but monster the dahmer the jeffrey dahmer story wow it was called dahmer the jeffrey dahmer story too <laughs> follows with the 856.2 million so yeah, yeah so big numbers is, which I is think, one of the reasons um... it brought me in the these numbers are calculated, I believe, over the course of a month or is it four weeks specifically? Is it say in the article there? I believe it's over the course of a month or four weeks. Sorry, that was a prompt for you to look at the article, not take a drink. But okay. I already closed. I already closed the article. Oh, but okay. no, it's just they're tracking it. Like they keep saying, like, oh, it set the record for this amount of time. No, no. My point is, is that the the numbers that Stranger Things has is over the course of a month, I believe. And I wanted you to check to see if that specifically is it. Does it say in that article what the tracking figure is? Because essentially, as time goes on, you know, over the next couple of weeks or a week or however much long time there is left, it'll settle in, and we can compare direct apples to apples as to how mm -hmm. it performed within the same time period as the other shows. Maybe. <laughs> We'll see. I'm sure we'll hear more about it. I was really Especially hoping if... that you, you would have you would have pulled it up by now, but I'm gonna go ahead and do it. Since this is I closed the, the website there, <laughs> I oh, it was impossible for you to bring it back up. Sorry, I had to find it. I didn't have it open in front I of me either. See, <laughs> well, I have the next story ready. Okay, I don't have it pulled up still. I've moved on. You've moved on. I gave um, the see here. numbers. Timber da 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 da. Viewership isn't the only da da da. Okay, here we go. Mm. So the way they calculate it, Netflix calcul calculates this list based on a project's performance during the first 28 days of its availability, meaning that Wednesday still has two more weeks to continue yeah. climbing the ranking rankings. So that's 752 hours, million hours, compared to 856. I love that they left that word out Dahmer. <laughs> on an important article. Right. Dahmer. <laughs> Um, so that's definitely going to pass that. So they literally have about twice the amount of time to hit less than twice the numbers for Stranger Things. Now, will it speed up over time? I don't know. Uh, they seem to be really hitting their stride with the popularity. So I could see it increasing in popularity, but it's not like Stranger Things didn't have that similar sort of feel online. So in a couple like of weeks, we'll be able to take a look and see. 
did this all result in it becoming the most successful Netflix series or the most watched Netflix series in the first 28 days of all time? I hope so. We'll because why not? That's just crazy to me, though, that Stranger Things, which is such a phenomenon. I don't know if they just captured something in the trailer or has great word of mouth, but I wouldn't have expected anything related to the Adams family. Even I all of them being in it was that big of a franchise. Hey, now my I think it's been great word here. of mouth, which is why um, it surprised me how the 85% or whatever, the, the 80-ish percent ratings from fans is. Um, so yeah, I think I was just surprised that because of how popular I've seen it online that that rating was lower than I expected it to be. But yeah, I think it has been word of mouth because I think it would have fallen off if it was not for word of mouth, like every other Netflix show out there. Mm-hmm. Then well, again, they've done a good job on YouTube and stuff, like having all this these interviews with the cast and all these like mm. activities and games and stuff and you know uh tiktok sort of things that they've done with the cast i'm like is this a reaction to how successful it is or has this plan from the start i don't know i'm not a marketer or a digital marketer so i really don't understand we'll see who knows like i maybe we won't see but is there literally just been more <laughs> marketing for this than other shows interesting yeah, because I haven't seen any marking for it except for that we you know we watch trailers. We're out of our way to find well, we see trailers, geek trailers pop up because we're all on Twitter. But, but I, I haven't seen any advertising all over the place, especially online with people freaking out about. You even have your ad dance. search turned off. We learned last week, so <laughs> yeah, apparently. Oh yeah, the dance controversy now. Controversy? Did, what controversy? She did that scene while having COVID. Oh yeah. And then people are like, and she, and her quote is, they gave me pills for it. And it's like, I guess there are COVID pills now, but not ones that make you not give it to other people. Yeah. That's, and that's a, like, well, that's a crowded, like, I'm not going to judge that much. We, I mean, I judge, like, it. Weird. I judge it. I judge it. But at the same time, I'm like. I almost blame the filmmakers more than, than her. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. 100%. She's like, I have COVID. It's not like they didn't know if they were giving her pills. Like, if that was a Tim Burton episode or even not, if not, the producer or someone should have been like, whoa, 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 whoa. Can we wait a week before shooting a scene with her in a room full of like and then Netflix 50 is like, other I don't know. kids? Do you want to waste $1.2 million? And they'd be like, oh, <laughs> fuck. No. Sorry, Netflix. Yeah. We need some of that Russo money for season two. So next stories, we're going to be doing another edition of Warner Brother Woes, WBW, but I'm saying it with a question mark. Depending on how you feel about DC, this might actually be a win. Oh, so I consider w- it a win. WBW no matter what, though. Oh, Warner Brother win, Warner Brother Woe. So Hollywood Reporter came out with an article um, that we will talk about, about James Gunn's response to it. But obviously, we've been talking for a while that James Gunn, uh, the combination of him and Peter Saffron are... Uh, the Kevin Feige's of DC um, picked by uh, Warner Brothers Discovery boss, David Slosky. Sl- no, Z- Zaz- I've said it's Zaslav. Zaslav. I've said Zalowski. it. That's so funny is I've said Zalowski. that name. Before. I'm even reading it off the screen. I'm like adding <laughs> syllables, but um, Oh, I have my story switched. Oh, give me a second. I'm just getting my sure. shit together. Everyone. I was I had almost gave well, a response can, from James start. Gunn. Okay. I can start it, yeah, then. you can do that. I, I mean, mean I have can, it pulled up, can... but you can start. Oh, okay. No, go for it. Okay. Because I gotta let so my this dog story in. was from the Hollywood Reporter. Oh, no, not that one. Uh... Oh, 
I should have let you start, but I'm going to pull up this article again. Which story? Do, 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 about the Wonder Woman do, one? Do, 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 yeah, I'm pulling it up. Okay. Don't worry. So, I, oh, my God. Let me do it because you try, you've tried twice and failed. Um, so, big you. news <laughs> coming from The Hollywood Reporter. It looks like Patty Jenkins is this Wonder Woman. Three will not be moving forward and is quote unquote considered dead in its current incarnation. Sources say that Jenkins recently submitted her treatment co-written with Jeff Johns in that gun Saffron, as well as Warner brothers picture co-chairs and co-CEOs, Michael DeLuca and Pamela Abdi broke the news to the filmmaker telling her the project as it stood did not fit in the new, but still unfolding plans. So, no decision at this point has been made about next steps. So the, the I've read big... a more recent article, but I didn't pull it up. Um, I forgot there wasn't in this article where it said they okay. gave her a chance to do a different treatment. And she was like, no, I want to do this or I'm not doing it. Oh, so go ahead and I mean, is that it or is that's it? That's it. Quote that I, you can use? I, I didn't think to pull up the article because I thought that was included in this one because, you know, stuff's been unfolding since this article. There's my cameo for my cat. Very quick. Um, but because they also go on not to steal your thunder. Well, you know, part of that they're talking about costs. Um, Gal Gadot would cost 20 million. Uh, Jenkins set up for 12 million before, you know, the bonuses you get being on the back end. Um, yeah. and, um, and again, this article makes it clear that Warner Brothers had no comment. And when we talk about James Gunn, it sounds like a lot of this could be speculation, this story. Um, and it goes on to, uh, well, actually, it's interesting. Godot tweeted a big thank you to her fans on Tuesday, saying she was grateful to be allowed to play the heroine and role model. And she, but she also wrote, can't wait to share her next chapter with you. So it wasn't like, oh, thanks for letting me play it. Like, I just heard I'm fired. It was like, it was probably so drumming up support. I'm going to go ahead and, and get find, read that article that you mentioned. According to Deadline, oh, you found Jenkins, the other one? Cool. Yeah, Jenkins' pitch for the sequel had character arc problems that rivaled those of Wonder Woman 1984. Oof. The report also notes that Warner Brothers' top execs had issues with Jenkins' treatment even before Gunn and Saffron had their notes. Jenkins reportedly, quote-unquote, fought back and defended her vision that the three cool's character arcs were solid. Regardless, she decided to leave the project rather than re attempt to reconcile her take on it with notes from Gunn and Saffron. So that's where things stood, but it does come in the wake of James Gunn and Peter Safran showing up, and it sounds like they have a very distinct vision for what they want the DCEU to be. And this comes on, there's so many other rumors like are now running around with Aquaman 2 being the last time Jason Momoa is going to be playing mm -hmm. Aquaman and that he'll be playing Lobo going forward in a new iteration. Which is what DC Danny himself. wanted when we were like, who would you cast as Lobo? Mm -hmm. Danny's first answer was Jason Momoa. And now it's like, that yeah. might happen. It was like, but he can't. He's already taken. Now it's like, because oh, I mean, I guess part of the what I guess what this article boils down to, because it also brings Superman into question. Um, oh, yeah. Henry Cavill we'll actually returning. Second, yeah. But what this basically boils down to is will they do, and I think they should, a complete reboot of the DCU since they're so obsessed with making it all connected. Because I think what we've gotten so far 
the best movie's been the one that's unrelated to anything else. The Batman, which the article also mentions, is safe. That's its own little pocket verse. Though someone online was like, let me guess, all these this new universe is gonna grow out of the Batman. I'm like, I don't unless there's overrule people, Reeves. People correctly. are so I hate people where they're just like, oh, well, let me guess. I am so knowledgeable yeah. and jaded that I know how Hollywood works and I know how they Oh, think. I feel attacked here. <laughs> yeah. That's what Manny and I do every 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 uh, day well, almost every day on the daily mm-hmm. cog. However, Shameless plug. I will say uh Manny and I both uh we don't just we're not readers of of gfr and watchers of of overlord dvd only so what many the hell is and GFR? i a giant freaking robot oh okay yeah okay. i'm i'm name dropping bullshitters out there uh allegedly bullshitters um they're bullshitters they were right uh, once it's crazy so, how good they were right once no giant yeah, freaking robot has been right more broken than clock. once calm down um but yeah uh the the thing is is Hours before James Gunn came out and said what Nick is going to talk about, Manny and I said the exact same thing he says in his in his tweets. Uh, we talked about how there's no way you're going to jettison all of it. It's already so far over the place, and there's already so much stuff still going on throughout next year. You can't jettison it all. Uh you pick and choose what you're going to keep. You look for what's worked, what hasn't. Like, that's on the Daily Cog. <laughs> we recorded hours before that even popped up. It, it was Record the James Gunn quote but after yeah. this article, you recorded it. Yes, so. yes, yes. So um, it does seem uh, there's there's been a lot of stuff. Uh, whenever the trade's getting involved, you've got uh, Variety Deadline, Hollywood Reporter, and additionally, The Wrap. All uh, I think the only one that really hasn't had too much going on with this particular story this time around was Variety. Uh, but they're all trying to get their own mm-hmm. little nuggets out there to to get the clicks, get in, to get to put the uh, coveted exclusive in your headline. Um, but it does seem when you connect all the dots together that she had a, an idea of vision. Those that have heard her talk about wonder woman 84 know that that was her vision, her baby. She claims control and and ownership. She said she had a lot more of a collaborative thing for the first film. Um, It does seem like they uh, said, this isn't going to work. Go back and do something else. Yeah. Uh, Can you make another pitch? And uh, allegedly the doors still open. Um, a lot of the other things like Lobo and stuff like that, uh, is just kind of connecting dots. Like when, uh, Momoa was asked about, uh, uh, other things he would work on and he mentions, uh, his love of comic books. And if you know me, you'll know what I'm, I'm working on and people connect lines to, to that as well. It's, it's messy. It is. As Kyle's saying, there's a, I mean, Everyone has their own take. And, you know, the Hollywood Reporter article is the one that's blew up the most. There have been other people after that. They were the first. Yeah. Yeah, they were the first. Hashtag first. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) Um, But they're basically, this article is proposing that everyone could go. um, The two that are kind of, and they also say the same day an article came out earlier in the day saying they were doing a hawk man spinoff and a black adam spinoff this came out later in the our sequel this this article came out later in the day saying 
confirming what people were saying before The Rock released his article, which was it did lose money, and a sequel to that is unlikely. Earlier, so before this article it came out, there was an article re- like that. Um, I don't remember where it was from, but uh, The Rock shared being like, yeah, it made money because we were reporting him before that well, it was going to well, lose a bunch of money. I feel like I, I'm totally down to talk about that as well, but I feel like you're kind of weaving that into something that's not quite related because yeah. I... Well, I mean, I'm just saying the article says also unlikely as a sequel to Black Adam, despite the hype surrounding the movie of launching a new corner of the DC, a lot of it led to star Dwayne Johnson. The movie has only grossed 385 million worldwide insiders at the studio, say the movie, which costs more than 190 million to produce. Two sources pegged the actual cost of 230 million, not including marketing. We'll be lucky to break even. But yeah, one thing I do want to mention also is the whole situation with uh, Henry Cavill, as you mentioned, he, uh, I mean, we know he came back and like, I'm back as Superman. And so that might not happen. That might not happen too. Yeah, Man of Steel Um, 2 might not be returning. That might be shutting down. Um, And they mentioned here that with regards to The Flash, which is coming out next year, Cavill shot his part of a cameo in September. But sources say there is a debate inside the studio as whether or not to keep the cameo. And if its inclusion promises something that the studio would have no plans on delivering. So. And they also talk about like, cause after the flash, which you could use to rewrite everything. If you reshot part of it, because that's what flashpoint is, um, which it seems to be based at least loosely on. Um, they talk about Shazam fury of the fury of the gods. Actually, it does come out before. I don't know. That comes out in March. Blue Beetle, which was a really cool surprise last week, or maybe it was even earlier this week. No, it was last week. James Gunn released the poster, and, was, and it says like in theaters August eighteenth. Because wasn't that originally a, it was a uh, Max HBO Max original? Yeah. And they're talking about you know would those be able to move forward even as other ones maybe aren't, and that would be interesting. But I think the real thing is that Blue Beetle could totally be the beginning of the next wave because I don't there there might be no one who crosses into that so there might be no references to the DCU in that especially with probably reshoots they're doing to make it more the I mean you know you don't have to do reshoots to make it more theatrical but we haven't even heard they've wrapped production on Blue Beetle so well they decided to make it theatrical before they started shooting it so that's oh, they did? nothing new yeah I actually when I saw the poster I was like right on like before gun it's like we cancel movies after Gun. It's like we bring them to the big screen, baby. No, no, no. So actually, Zaslav, when he first came in after canceling a bunch mm-hmm. of projects, promoted Blue Beetle to theatrical. After canceling Batgirl, he immediately did that for Blue Beetle. So like that's that was like back then when Batgirl was canceled is when he promoted Blue okay. Beetle. Okay. Yeah. So that's old news. So we have all the speculation and stuff. Before I ask your reaction on it, which apparently we disagree based on your face when I said they should just throw everything out and start again no i didn't say that oh i I saw your face maybe it was kyle's face one of you reacted face like had a strong reaction on your face (laughs) can't do that man i wouldn't if i were them but anyways go your show um i was just gonna read the gun quote and then yeah of course this is all speculation and stuff but james gunn got on twitter and did like a thread hold on this is not speculation this is these are hollywood reporter stuff that's all, not except for the Wonder Woman part, most of it is speculation. That's not it's all insiders that's, say. That's insiders say is not speculation. Those are completely different things. It's like you have sources say, which are people saying that sources say versus 
we're just speculating based on things. Okay, fine. So that's, that's semantics. Different. That's, that's different. That's not semantics. It's very different. Anyways, continue. Anyway, so James Gunn got on the next day and said, Peter and I choose to helm DC Studios knowing that we were coming, chose, knowing we were coming into a franchise environment, both in the stories being told and the audience itself, and there would be an unavoidable transitional period as we moved into telling a cohesive story across film, TV, animation, and gaming. I still think that's a bad idea to be that connected, but anyway. I agree. Uh, but, but in the like, leave the animated stuff alone, especially since that's been their best stuff. And I don't know. But in the end, the drawbacks of the transitional period were dwarfed by the creative possibilities and opportunity built upon what DT has worked on so far, which would be kind of saying that he that's him rebuking it. But and to help rectify what was not. We know we are not going to make every single person happy every step of the way, but we can promise everything we do is done with the service of the story in all caps and the service of the DC characters in all caps. We know you will cherish and we have cherished our whole lives. Um, and uh, because of that, uh, yesterday the hashtag I couldn't ignore just because it was ever fucking everywhere was fire James Gunn. And it's like, he's just been high. Snyder fan. I know. No, I know. Actually, it felt like it was more than just Snyder people this time. It was Mm. people who have enjoyed even, you know, he was being attacked. They're like, well, Suicide Squad, all of his movies are going to be about characters we don't care about with dick and fart jokes. And one person was even like, I didn't used to believe this, but I had a theory. But now I 100% believe that he was sent from Marvel to just destroy DC. And it's like, what? People i mean maybe he wasn't maybe he was just kidding or maybe he was just like that's how he felt even but it's objectively just stupid that's fucking stupid no the guy who did that i mean he's just a nobody he's not even a check mark not even a paid sure, check mark um but he also because he, he was a month retweeting his mark. old tweet from when james gunn got hired where his old tweet was like maybe he's been sent over to uh sabotage dc so he retweeted his old tweet from months ago and was like he's definitely been sent over but so that was James Gunn uh, not admitting to not getting rid of people like Henry Cavill, but doing what was best to serve a connected universe, which they fumbled. And I found what they've done since then to try to fix it, where they're like keeping Aquaman, like kind of forgetting about well, forgetting about Justice League. One's not canon. The other one they don't want to remind you of. What do you mean forgetting about Justice League? Well, I feel like they're never going to reference or talk about anything that happened in justice league again. Oh, gotcha. Like that kind of thing. They don't want you to remember versions of justice league. Yeah. And the, they've, they've said that the one that's Canon is obviously the one that they made originally. The worst one. God, that one sucks so much. Yeah, of course the worst one, but yeah. So what are your, so are you against them throwing everything out except for the stuff that doesn't feel like it's too connected? (laughs) No, I'm not against it because um, I mean, I, I would I'm very I'd be very sad to see Gal Gadot go. I'll be very sad to see Henry Cavill go. I'll be very sad to see Jason Momoa not come back as Aquaman. Um, and of course, Ben Affleck is Batman, but he's been mentally gone for so long that like it doesn't matter, even though he's coming back for a second. I, he's already been gone in my mind. Yeah. Yes, that was an amazing cast of leads. But. As Gunn said, 
this is all in service of what is best for the story and characters. And, characters. Yeah, and yeah. for me, if you're going to start from scratch, let him start from scratch and do something more cohesive. We'll catch on. We'll get with it. We'll be upset for a month or a year, but then we'll get over it because at the end of the day, if the movies are great, who cares? Yeah. That's how I feel. If the movies are great, who cares? Did we? Did you say that last tweet that he had where he talks about um, oh, regarding directly the Hollywood Reporter article? Because I just want to make sure we say that Let's part see. of it where he says, as for the story yesterday in mm-hmm. the Hollywood Reporter, some of it is true. Some of it is half true. Some of it is not true. And some of it we haven't decided yet whether it's true or not. Although this first month at DC has been fruitful, building the next 10 years of a story takes time and we're still just beginning. So I just want to mention- Just the best answer. As you mentioned, he didn't confirm. He's basically said nothing. <laughs> you know, basically said, we. Uh, I can't confirm or deny anything on there and I won't confirm or deny anything on there. Well, also saying some of it is true, but- But I mean, that, that means nothing. <laughs> when you say, he says some of it's true, some of it's not true, some of it may be true, some of it we haven't decided yet. It's just, it's literally just nothing. He My gave favorite the whole part was that we haven't decided answers. yet. Or we don't know if it's true because we haven't gotten right. that far yet. <laughs> Right. So like the entire he gave the the entire spectrum of answers in one response, um, which I think is funny, which is basically a way of saying he he said nothing. Um, And we can we can speculate and pick and choose over which parts are true, which parts are not and which parts are semi true, which parts they're not far enough into to decide yet. Um, But we don't know yet. But if it's all in service, a good story. Great. I didn't think Peacemaker would work as a series. It worked incredibly well as a series. So Mm -hmm. I would like to think as sad as I would be for him to throw everything out. If in five years it leads to a a universe of movies and projects that have just been so cohesive and well-told fun stories, then I think phase two of Marvel, (laughs) if it's phase two of Marvel, good. I hated phase two of Marvel. So no, (laughs) I did not like guardians of the galaxy one. I did not like uh, Avengers age of Ultron and I did not like Thor the dark world. And That's while true. I really enjoy Iron Man two, uh, three, I think it's better as its own standalone thing, not as a part of a. Full That's universe. true. And I guess so I, I did not like uh, Civil War. Man, no, Ant Man. I liked. I said I did not. I liked Ant Man. I liked Captain America. The not yeah. Civil War. Uh, the other. No, you're right. Winter, uh, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Those are those yeah. two. Those were the two out of the six movies that I liked. I think at this point, but James Gunn's the right guy to lead it. I would be shocked if they're able to release something as good as. Uh, phase two, just based on their track record so far. Obviously, different I, people are in charge. Phase three is the real winner but... of Marvel. Come on, phase three. Yeah, it is. is it's true. Yeah. Though you and I disagree a lot on Guardians, which one is good and which one is okay. Yeah, I thought the first one was blah. It was fine. The second one, I thought they let him amp up the weird and go into like more emotional territory than the first one. The first one kind just of related to... paint by numbers. Yeah, kind of related to that though. The second one made me doubt James Gunn. I was like, really? yes, this is it almost felt like kind of like I mentioned. Maybe I mentioned this and think about this too often where it felt like he was trying to capture James Gunn of like five, three years ago. But mm. then the Suicide Squad and um, uh, Peacemaker set me straight as far as like, don't doubt. James the Suicide Gunn. Squad was great. Peacemaker. Oh, my God, was God tier. I, I am oh, still yeah. shocked by how good that show one of the was. best movies of the year better than any Marvel Cheers. show. You said movies, so series. I, I said show. I said one of the best shows of the year as far as Peacemaker. Yeah. Definitely better than anything Marvel put out, even though I'm definitely more of a Marvel guy. 
Yeah, I agree with that. I, I don't think Disney Plus has series. put out any <laughs> yeah. good, any comparable Marvel or any Marvel show has been as good as that. Period. Any Marvel I would agree. action show. Wow, can't believe I said that. That's surprising. It's true though. Peacemaker was. It was kind of like an Andor. <clears throat> it's like mm. you of all the characters from that movie, you pick the one that died until the post credit scene. Yeah. And then when you watch it, you're like, oh my god, I care about this character. <laughs> Even I, I he's just an asshole. Watched, I still have only watched an episode and a half. You remember how I said that getting buy-in from your partner is essential to watching shows? Kirsten is really bored by Andor, so I haven't been watching Andor. <laughs> so I, it's just about time. I'll probably find time this weekend to watch a few episodes, but it's going to be a slow burn for me, which mm. apparently is kind of like what the show is anyway, so maybe it's a good thing. So, Next. ready to move on from WBW or WBW yes. the other way? Our yes. last story today, because we're trying to keep it short in stories. In fact, this will actually be a much shorter episode than normal. Um, uh, here's the title from Variety. So people have seen Avatar, you know, the movie about caring about the environment and all that stuff. And it was only shown in London. So everyone flew out to see it and their gas guzzling airplanes after the movie being. Well, that's the thing. They could have shown it everywhere, but they're like, no, critics can only see it in London. And. It was like, okay, a movie about the Earth, then make everyone fly to one place to see it. Is the second but one about the Earth? The first one was. The second one's about oceans. <laughs> well, neither of them about the Earth. They're going to the Earth in the fifth Does one. Does the second one have a BP oil spill? Something like that. <laughs> it's probably going to be like um, the one subplot from uh, Black Panther. Where he's like, Which one? Oh, just the vibranium in the ocean. So like, oh, there's unantanium in the ocean. But so that we have our first reactions. No reviews are allowed. Uh, we have basically our first tweets. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been 13 years. Um, even before these reviews came out, I've been shocked. I think it's going to be huge. People are really excited yeah. for it. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't think they would be a few months ago, but. They are now one of the most Avatar fans are now one of the most annoying fans on Twitter because they're attacking <laughs> people who have, are just like tepid about it, like me. Where I'm like, so I knew, eh. uh, I, I knew for me, I, I still kind of have really not that much excitement for it, and I haven't for years. But at the same time, I knew, I knew when the time came, I'll get excited for it and I'll watch it, and we'll see I what happens. But watch it I'll on Disney Plus. Over I'll the definitely course of three watch days. it, <laughs> and I'll definitely be excited. There's no, especially being unemployed. I mean, because you know me, if I can afford it, I'll watch anything for the podcast, basically. But mm-hmm. especially being unemployed, I will probably be able to get out of watching this horrific. I don't know. It's not it's not going to be horrific. I just didn't like the first one. You're not going to sell me on seeing a movie just because it looks pretty. Unless it's like stop motion or something. But <clears throat> so after 13 years, we finally have our first reaction. Um Pandango's Eric Davis said, happy to say Avatar The Way of Water is phenomenal. Bigger, better, and more emotional than Avatar. The film is visually breathtaking, visceral, and incredibly engrossing. The story, the spectacle, the spirituality, the beauty, this is movie making and storytelling at its absolute finest. Um, Happy, sad, confused host Josh Horowitz. I love it. These are like the exact, some of the exact people I do follow. <laughs> I saw them tweet it because I follow both those critics. Uh, James Cameron once again shows filmmakers how it's done. I've said it a thousand times. Never doubt him. Avatar The Way of Water is how you do epic blockbustering. 
emotional visceral and as big as movies get and then colliders yeah. perry nemiroff who perry i don't nemiroff. follow um said i had faith james cameron would raise the bar with the effects but these visuals are mind-blowing one stunning frame after the next um the only thing that worries me a little about it um is that most people are talking about like they pick three the two of the three they picked talk about story but most of the ones don't talk about story that i've seen other reactions mm-hmm. from people whether it's like it looks beautiful but they never like in fact one of them was even like you know the story already but uh, it looks great <laughs> So are you surprised or not, Jammer, that Avatar, a, delay, a sequel that took 13 years to make and has been one man's obsession, a very good filmmaker's obsession, um, is both people are excited for and the critics are like, yes, it's still good. Um, No, I'm not really surprised. James Cameron has incredible instinct to what audiences like, even if we like to poke fun at them after the fact that's just kind of the reality like he he has his finger on the pulse of what kind of works on a visceral level and so it, it's not surprising that i i imagine we'll probably see something similar happen as last time where it's going to become a huge phenomenon people are going to be impressed with oh my god this was so engrossing this was so visually amazing this is breathtaking da, 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 da. and then after a month we'll be like ah it wasn't that great when you actually think about it for a second but that's okay because at the end of the day if it creates a great good theatrical experience and it works on that level i call it a success even if it's not mm-hmm. uh, a success in the most deep of ways and that's kind of what i'm expecting from this movie i'm expecting to really enjoy myself watching it but then after that people are like ah and if it's better than that great you know and i have i see some comments here that you know hint at a better story they said the story uh this is eric davis one the story the spectacle mm-hmm. spirituality the beauty this is movie taking and movie making and storytelling at its absolute finest and um, i found one of the people emotional oh. hold on mm-hmm. emotional is another big word that they use emotion emotional emotional um of course they mentioned the visuals and technical stuff um as for the story a lot of movie and i'm eager for a second viewing to revisit some of the details but on first first watch it's a mighty effective exploration of community and family dyma- dynamics. That to me feels like a story that is rich in theme and purpose, which is a good thing. I found the other guy I was thinking of. He's in the article too, but it's at the bottom where they're showing a bunch of tweets. Ian mm-hmm. Sandwell is the one who said, unsurprisingly, Avatar The Way of Water is a visual masterpiece with rich use of 3D and breathtaking breathtaking vistas it does suffer from a thin story and too many characters to juggle yet james cameron pulls it together for an extraordinary final act full of emotion and thrilling action so again he says emotion but he said the part that i was most afraid of which is thin story like the first one um and too many characters to juggle which i found a problem with the first one mostly i I couldn't tell any of the characters apart racist i was like i think that's a sigourney weaver one until they talk i'm like And I think actually the biggest troll of all is James Cameron. And I don't have a problem with that when you're someone like James Cameron. um, I mean, like if you're going to be a big successful, not all directors have to do this. Spielberg's always struck me as like a humble guy, but like, you know, James Cameron and Zack Snyder out there being like, look, if you don't like it being this long, fuck you. You don't literally say fuck. Well, James Cameron literally does say fuck you in some of the interviews, but he's like, like, like it's it's very interesting. One of the most interesting quotes, and they have one in this article too, but not the same quote. 
um is um I mean, you don't get to being a, a big hollywood director no exactly by by you gotta have the bravado and be you know you have to be into what you're making like mm-hmm. and believe in it wholeheartedly to be someone like james cameron especially with the success he's had mm-hmm. um he has made a lot of great movies avatar is just not one of them <laughs> for me for me like I still have no interest in the sequel, but I'll watch it. I'm down. Give me. But the one of the thing, one of the interesting two two different people who tweeted this year, both great filmmakers. Um, Christopher McQuarrie. Someone asked him, like, "When's a good time to go to the bathroom in your movies in general?" And he's like, "Never. You need to watch every frame." And James Cameron's version of it was, eh, "Whenever you want to go, because you'll be seeing it again." <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I like but, that. And, you know, one of the complaints, we always get, I always complain, and I'm usually proven wrong when we see a movie with over a three hour runtime. Though I have gone to the bathroom every three hour runtime movie that has been released in the last like 10 years, including Endgame and The Batman. Thankfully, with The Batman, it was a show, it was the one scene they'd shown online already, and I'm like, perfect. Mm. But, yeah, funny um, for me, as, as, as I've grown up, I've, started to care less and less about going to the bathroom because i used to hold it and i used to not understand how people get up in the middle of a movie and go to the bathroom for me now i'm like i'm a fucking adult i need to go to the bathroom i'll go to the fucking bathroom if i want to and i'll just go as quickly as i can and come back and be comfortable for the rest of the movie i kind of last onion onion i tried to uh onion. <laughs> i had to go to the bathroom <laughs> i had to go to the bathroom um but I was like, I can't miss a single frame of this movie. It might not even be a mystery part, but just I can't. Yeah. I can't miss like one line from someone like Edward Norton or something. Yeah, I don't think I. I don't think I went to the bathroom in that one, thankfully. And it is shorter, but um, True. yeah, I do like his quote though. I I disagree with the quote a lot. It's the same one everyone uses, where it's like, I don't want anybody. This is the exact quote from Cameron. I, he gave it to Empire. I don't want anybody whining about the length when they sit and binge watch television for eight hours. He's like, and then he says, I can almost write this part of the review, the agonizingly long three hour movie. It's like, give me a fucking break. He does say fucking I've watched my kids sit and do five hour, five, one hour episodes in a row. Here's a big social paradigm shift that is to happen. It's OK to get up and go pee. Um, <laughs> and the only reason it's like people keep saying that and it's like, yeah, I'll watch I'll watch eight hours of content in a day some days, depending if I'm working or not. But. I can go to the bathroom. I can switch shows if I'm not into these characters all day. It's like, I still think that being a big difference of like, I don't know if it's a big difference. It's definitely a difference, but it's not a big difference in terms of time. I can take a break. Like, he talks about his, fr- his, his kids literally doing yeah. five, one hours. So there are people, and I do this frequently. I, I can watch three to five episodes of a really good show. Not five, maybe three to four episodes of a good show in a row without a bathroom break. No, it's not as convenient. I can't. In the, I drink too the... much water. <laughs> oh, well, I probably should drink more water in all honesty. So there you go. This is just today. Um, but so I, I see his point, but his point is also go to the bathroom and then come back. Yeah. And if you need to see it again, you could see it again. Or maybe you could watch on Disney Plus in three months and then have that comfort of your house. And the reality is most people, when they see it on Disney Plus, they're going to have that same comfort. But they're still going to complain about how long it is even though they have those same exact comforts they would have in a TV show. Well, like I, I didn't like, for example, a great one, you know, uh, it's four hours long. Uh, Zack Snyder's justice league. Um, I watched it over three days 
because mm-hmm. especially since he broke it down into chapters. That's how I plan on I watching Avatar. I'm probably then I when I rewatched it with my friends, we watched it in one night with snap. We treated like the Super watching Bowl. it. It's so good, <laughs> Kyle. You're high. So boring. It's it, so good. That's that's not it's the pretty point. boring. I, I am quite often in that state in that in that state. Jammer, come on now. <laughs> but uh the final article I accidentally closed it, but all that's important about it. I'm having clicking problems today, especially since I can't oh, so plug like, in. Can you just click it open well, again? It's very simple. I, I don't need a quote from it. Uh, okay. There's sources you. inside Warner Brothers, well, Warner Brothers Discovery. Um, we now know for a fact, but we assumed that Discovery programming is coming to their next version of the streaming service, which is great because I they do a lot of like home makeover shows and I can't find good ones on any of the current networks. Oh, thank God. But um, the rumored... They're insiders inside the company. They're referring to it as beam, but Mm -hmm. the rumored title is max. And here's why I don't like it. And someone said a tweet that encapsulizes why I don't like it. It's like, it's barely a story, but this is why. Yes. Words. You sound, you sound like Edward uh, Norton in in glass. I basically am. (laughs) Encapsulizes. That's a good comparison. I'm basically him with less money. Though, though you're not trying to tout yourself as any sort of genius, so I'm just like it's early. Yeah. I have trouble with words. <laughs> um, uh, the reason I think Max is a silly name for it is because you're dropping the brand that everyone knows. If you drop HBO, I still think it's a weird choice to call it HBO Max and not like Warner Brothers. I know there are too many pluses out there, but like Warner Brothers Plus you know, or something. You mentioned Peacock, but even Peacock stands out more than something that's just called Max. Yeah, like, Max, it's, 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 a, it's a single syllable part that it just sounds like you're not done yet. And the fact that we've had HBO Max for so long makes it even more glaring. It's just Max. It's like, just, just Max? All right. I think I agree WB Max would be better, but I guess they're also worried that Ooh, it's, like it's that. Warner Brothers Discovery Max, WBD Max. Like, no, no, you don't want to do that. So that maybe they have that discussion already. But also maybe there's a worry that over time it's like we don't want warner brothers brand to overshadow the lovely discovery plus series that are taking place on the program <laughs> so i think they're just trying to like pet all of the egos of every mm-hmm. single <clears throat> branch of the conglomerate um and allow some me way to help them yes go for it discovery max but what about wb people no, the, that's the max part everyone already like you said associates max with hbo max so Discovery Max. I say no to that simply because when I think of Discovery, I, I think the of, show. We're I done think, recording. I think of everyone. nature channels. I think of nature channels. And I would probably think, wait, it's just some nature shit. It, it's initially potentially off putting. Still think Warner just Warner Brothers Discovery plus. <laughs> Minus in their case. Based on just all the WBWs. But <laughs> I like that we've yeah. just coined our own stupid term last week that the, made more the, sense this week with all the big On, on another happenings. note, and I'm, this is unrelated to anything. I'm curious what Kyle's thoughts are. I, I bet you in two to three years, Sony will be a new powerhouse. Especially because with Legendary. didn't lose all this money on streaming? Quite possibly. No, because uh, they... But they, yeah. they have to make some... Uh, 
something better than Venom. Let there be carnage. <laughs> oh, I think we're in agreement there. But they have a legendary. Craven's not going to be with. good. Madam Web looks awful. But no, no, I'm not yeah, talking about. Uh, they're... I'm talking about Sony as a studio know, because they really are a second tier studio. Okay. They they are they they have been, but uh, I'll say something shocking. Everyone knows I don't give two two uh, craps about uh, Avatar. I hope it I hope it exceeds expectations. I really do. Why? For theater's sake. For nothing else other than theaters and the theater experience sake. Uh, we need Avatar to do uh, uh, really well. Domestically, not worldwide. I don't give a damn about China's box office numbers. I I mean, it, it helps the studios out. Yes, like Black Adam, if it had gotten a release in China, we wouldn't even be discussing mm -hmm. the, uh, the money issues because China eats up the rock, right? Um, at least in, whenever he's in... China uh, gobbles him like up. <laughs> Um, so I, I, uh, I see Sony having stuck it out with this theater thing as, like you said, Jammer, they, they don't have a giant money pit. Well, there's other money pits as a studio. They don't have a giant money pit of a, of a streaming service that they're trying to fill with the same money they already had, but spread thinner across more, more projects. So yeah, Sony, Sony could be, Sony could replace, I mean, and I where, see them where, tapping into, into international um territories unlike any other studio out well, there because um, and, oh yeah you have warner Bros. with but, their issues and you have disney who's increasingly trying to be um more progressive yeah. and mm -hmm. I, that's definitely going to hurt them whereas sony's just like ah, we're sony we do whatever we're going to the mass market and they have a better back catalog than people think because they produce they don't have their own tv network but they're the ones who made breaking bad I mean, and like community and like Stop bringing up Crackle. <laughs> I'm saying it exists. They have a streaming service. It does. Um, but I just, uh, I think what works uh, uh, best for them is not having that need uh, to fill a uh, a streaming service. And that's going to benefit them. Where are the, all of the old studios are, are gone now, basically. I mean, yeah, Paramount, sort of, Warner Brothers, Universal. not not really anymore. Uh, Universal sort of they're kind of similar to Paramount where they're they're being relatively smarter with their streaming services. But we also they're they're a little bit newer and because they're smaller, there's not as many eyes on them as there has been Disney and Warner Brothers, which, you know, Warner falling apart, Disney stumbling. Uh, those other two can kind of skip by sony's the only ones really that are relatively operating like a, a traditional hollywood studio and it's relative. hard to stumble when you're already on the ground you're already <laughs> exactly. on the ground there's nowhere to go but up i could say and, more until madam until madam well, that's and the then they hit rock bottom again perfect way I, I we need to end on jammer sign and then kyle's follow-up to that right. are we good i just yeah, perfect ending perfect ending um <clears throat> So that you've been listening to another fascinating episode of Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast, and we are so glad that you joined us today. Um, of course, you can find us all over the like, smattered all over the Genreverse podcast network and different uh, audio listening uh, podcast apps. Basically, um, you know, I, I believe we're on Amazon now, Kyle. That's correct. Um, you know, Apple, uh, basically wherever you get your podcast. Amazon's a big get. Sounds like to me. Um, cause they actually have a very impressive library of music too. If you belong to prime, um, we are not sponsored by Amazon. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sponsoring like here, <laughs> especially not sponsoring the week they, uh, laid me off, but 
just sorry. the fact that we're there is a I'm sure a lot of people that's a place they get their shit if they even know they have music there um we are also on uh YouTube of course if you'd like to watch us um and uh we have many different podcasts here on the genre first podcast network uh we have animeversal reviews a r squared a v r squared a v r squared yeah i guess so close that time <laughs> uh, i didn't say any x no a v x um um the cantina for all your star wars news uh marvel Vert- multiverse mayhem for all your marvel shenanigans um daily cup of genre where whether they go off on anything they're basically us only daily different opinions different people but they can cover the news quicker than we can since we're a weekly show we're more of a last week tonight and they're more of a daily show basically there you go and uh of course breaking radio the podcast am i forgetting any i feel like i'm forgetting one but i just named a lot did you say cantina i did i don't remember yeah okay you're good Awesome. Uh, so, of course, I've been your host, Nick. I can be found at Kiki Nick Doll on Twitter, which is still around. Um, Jammer, what about yourself? You can find me on Twitter at AJ Cerna Writer, and you can find me uh, under the name AJ Cerna on Amazon and Audible. And also, I am serializing my new story, Spectral. You can check it out at royalroad.com and search Spectral the one written by AJ Cernan. And because my mind wasn't woken up all the way at the beginning of the show to say, introduce everyone, of course, we've had Kyle, who you've heard on the ones and the twos, our wonderful producer, and he's at that Kyle Malone on Twitter. Um, so with that, um, hasta lasagna. <laughs> <laughs>